Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Tuesday. Yeah, I guess no sound effects when I'm coming at y'all all the way from across the country. I am sitting here in Philadelphia, my babies. I am in Philly, the birthplace of our nation. I've been here for a few days, and I'm super excited to be back with you guys tonight, all the way from my hotel room <laughs> where I'm sitting at tonight. Listen, I, I, I've got to share with you guys this amazing event that I'm at. I'm super excited for who I have on as a special guest tonight. I'll tell you guys a little bit about that in a minute. Um, we've got lots of great content to give you guys tonight, but if you've got any questions, and I think you just might, right? down this number 888-344-1170 i hope you guys had a phenomenal fourth of july and independence day hopefully and i know you did i know you celebrated this great nation that we've got we've been here in philadelphia where our founders signed the declaration of independence and are in implemented our U.S. Constitution, and that's why we had to come back here for the Third Continental Congress. More on that in a moment, but first, I got to bring in my partner in crime. Of course, I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. Yesterday, I met in this very room with DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, hopefully you had a nice Independence Day, Andrea. I did. Did you do anything special? Did you eat some taters, uh, like sure maybe tater salad? Didn't go crazy. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, you know, I actually spent most of uh, the Fourth of July. The nation celebrated it officially on the fifth because it's a national holiday, which was observed on Monday because the holiday fell on a Sunday. I spent most of the fourth flying out here uh, to Philadelphia. Like I said, the birthplace of our nation. I came out here for the Third Continental Congress. So I think that my celebration of the United States of America and the greatness that it is with our founders, I've been celebrating that since I got here on Sunday. And then with two days here with incredible patriots. Um, at the same time, and this event, the Third Continental Congress, was put on by fan favorite of the show, Larry Clayman, founder of Freedom Watch. This is an event that we've been talking about for a while because our Constitution makes it clear that we have a right. Our entire foundation, Skins, I don't have to tell you this because you know this about this country. It's supposed to be, a, we're supposed to be a republic of states. We are not a democracy. It's supposed to be representative government. And if they don't do their jobs, it's actually in the Constitution that we can form a new government. And so we were here as patriots the last two days, I think upwards of over 40 people spoke, including myself. And the idea was we're going to come together. We're going to lay out the issues that we've got as a nation. And each speaker was a delegate from a different state. And then we're going to then we're going to. And this today was just to kick it off. The first and second Continental Congress took a, a long time for people to gather and for them to propose ideas and then vote on what those ideas are. And obviously, we I don't have to tell you either, Skins, the issues that we talked about here, everything from. Um, censorship, you know, that's something that's really important to you and I in terms of First Amendment rights. We've talked about the abuse of power with the deep state, something else that you and I talk about all the time. How like J- January 6th is now 
uh, you know, the excuse for them to declare, you know, that Trump took office actually before before he took office. He, it, you know, at Trump supporters in MAGA, we were all declared as xenophobic and racist and bigoted and we hated everybody. Right. And it's been, you know, four years of them trying to to continue to push that phony narrative. And now after January 6th, it's about, you know, weaponizing that and persecuting us simply for putting America first. Um, we've talked about systemic racism here through critical race theory and beyond. Um an example of why we had to come together. I can't think of a better example than Jen Psaki today. I don't know if you heard this, man. Did you hear that Jen Psaki, you and I were expecting this. Did she actually she, not say to circle back this time? She didn't say to circle, circle back. But what she said is that she talked about the brown shirt door-to-door campaign of trying to force you out of your home through pressure to get the jab. And let me, let me tell you, they're going to circle back. Don't think that you're going to ignore the knock at the door. And have them go away. They are serious about this. Can you think of a better example of tyranny, skins, than the government coming to the door to tell you you haven't been injected with, with, with a substance yet that you don't want to be injected with and you need to get to it? I actually hope I, I am home when they come to the door because I will tell them it's none of their business and then shut the door. And I'll tell them as often as I need to tell them. Well, the fact that... They know where we live because I was thinking, okay, what address are they going to use? How are they going to find us? I didn't fill out this, the, uh, the census this year. How are they going to find us? Are they going to use our tax records? You know what? They don't have to look far. Yeah, it's not hard. They, they, don't have to, they don't have to look far. They've been data mining us for, for how long? Going back under George W. Bush, W., spending trillions of dollars at that point to do a data mining facility. The Patriot Act was the excuse at that point to start compiling information on us that they could use against us, including our whereabouts. Instead of them bothering, right? There, there was a new, I don't know if you heard because you're super busy. There was another cyber attack today. Remember how when Joe Biden gave a list to Putin, hey, here's the 16 areas we want you to stay away from with your son. Let me guess. They hit the 17th. <laughs> no, they hit one of the 16. So then when Biden's asked about it today, he had he literally had to pull out a cheat sheet, a card to answer about the cyber attack. Right. How about it? But instead of our intelligence agency, which is my point. What have they gotten right? They, 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 instead of the, the intelligence agency trying to fend off terrorist attacks and um, cyber attacks on our nation and bad guys wanting to destroy us. They're going door to, door to door. Well, they're going to go door to door, right? Um, the, and, and meanwhile, our, our systems are being. Well, that's what I mean. Wrong priorities. Attacked. Right. Exactly. And when you see the alleged, the occupant of the White House, the alleged installed president of the United States having to having to pull out a card and say, oh, yeah, I told them to stop or I'll say stop again. I mean, is there anybody believing that 80 million people voted for Joe Biden? That's crap. One of the things that um, we explored here at the Convention of States, a primary issue is elections, because it's like you and I have said, nothing matters until election matters. We can sit here at the Third Continental Congress, and we did, and so many brilliant people, like Alan Keyes today was absolutely phenomenal. He just took us to church. So many amazing constitutional attorneys here, and people from all different specific areas of expertise talking about different issues. But the bottom line is, Skins, there's no, there's no area that we can talk about that's a problem that can be solved with the next election in 2022 when we don't have election integrity, right? Right. 
If you don't have election integrity, none of it matters. Nothing matters until our elections matter. So I was super honored and excited to meet a guy here, Dr. Douglas Frank. Everybody just calls him Dr. Frank. He's this, he's he's been uh, they're going after him. The the left is to take him down. He's already he's just recently been banned on YouTube. Facebook took down his page. I think he lost like one hundred and fifty thousand followers. Um, this is the guy that Mike Lindell featured in two movies, one of which was called Absolute Proof. There's even more data that they have compiled. I think it's something like three terabytes of data recordings. They have the goods on what happened with our elections, at least just in one area. Because we know in addition to these machines and what was going on with the absentee ballots, we know, this is one of the things we talked about here at the Continental Congress, we know if we had a functioning judiciary the issues that we had with people outside the state legislatures messing with our elections, we would have already had this problem solved. So this, Dr. Frank is not here to talk about that. He's here to talk about the data. That's hard data. Hard data. Now, what's going to end up happening with this, we can't predict. But we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to bring in Dr. Frank. Write this number. He's going to be here actually for two segments because it's a lot to cover, a lot of ground to cover, and it can it can actually be overwhelming. But you have to listen to this. Nothing else matters until our elections matter. And he's also going to answer the question. Some people came up to me here and said, do you know what the 10th, 11th, and the 12th is? I said, I don't. Dr. Frank will be here to explain. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Coming to y'all live from Philadelphia. The city of brotherly love. And let me tell you, I have felt the love here in this phenomenal city. I wish I could stay a few more days and actually just go and explore and just stand where our founders stood. But you know what? I have been standing with some of the most amazing patriots who gathered together for Larry Clayman and Freedom Watch's Third Continental Congress. And as I said at the open of the show, talking about what, you know, doing what the Constitution has said is our job to do, that when we are no longer represented, that we need to come together and we can actually form a new government. This is just the first step. We were just here to address all the issues that are going on in this nation. I opened, I want to, before I bring in my amazing special guest that I teased out to you guys, I want to read you the quote that I, that I referenced today in my speech. Happily, the government of the United States gives to bigotry no sanction, to persecution no assistance, George Washington. And I asked the crowd today, I said, do any of you guys think that this actually represents U.S. government? Gives bigotry no sanction. Right now, we know all across this country, systemic racism in the form of anti-white bigotry is happening. And most importantly, persecution, no assistance. Right now, 75 million Trump voters are under the, under the sights, in the sights of a, of a weaponized United States government for what? Declaring that we don't believe in the outcome of the elections? Why would they need to target us like that if this election was valid? They would be welcoming the analysis, wouldn't they? They wouldn't be targeting a man who's been at the forefront of doing the work that should be done by so many people. His name is Dr. Frank, as he is affectionately referred to. Not just a dude in a really cool hat introducing Trump at a rally, but a genius, a brilliant man who's been doing incredible data analysis involving our elections. 
And let me read you because I want to give you his background. I don't want you to dis- dismiss this this guy. He is a world-renowned physicist with 60 peer-reviewed publications, including feature cover articles on science and nature. He has recently been thrust into the public eye since being featured in two of Mike Lindell's recent docu-movies, Scientific Proof and Absolute Interference. And, of course, he was the keynote speaker at Trump's rally in Ohio. Dr. Frank joins me now. Hey, Dr. Frank, welcome to the Andrea K Show. Uh, speak to you again. It seems like it's been a long time. <laughs> I know it's been what an hour and a half since you since you no, treated me to some together. cheesecakes. The- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had a after the Third Continental Congress, we patriots got together for a little dinner at this delicious Italian restaurant. But I'm like, you know what? I can get Italian in San Diego. I got to get the cheesecake south uh, the cheesecake <laughs> rolls, and everybody was laughing at me. So thank you for the for the yummy meal and uh, the yummy company, Doctor Frank. So. Like it it has been it's almost been like shock and awe of the election fraud the, in so many different forms that's happened. And my listeners understand that nothing matters until our elections matter. And we've got these audits happening all over the place and we had lawsuits being filed and we had SCOTUS denying that. You know, sometimes it's important to just say, you know what, let's focus on some numbers. Let's focus on some data that can't be disproven. And that's where you come in. Tell everybody about what you've been working on and what you know. Well, I was brought into the election um, fray back in December in Pennsylvania, and I was working on a specific county there. And while I was doing that, I noticed some patterns in the data that were very suspicious. So I began investigating other counties in Pennsylvania. And sure enough, I found the same patterns, the same formulas were operating. Started branching out and doing other states. I'm up to about 20 states now around the country where I've been able to prove statistically, and I can explain what that means, prove statistically that an algorithm has been functioning in those counties. And a simple way to understand that, especially since we're on radio and you can't see my graphs, simple way to explain that is imagine if I give you a dice that has 20 sides on it and you roll it 83 times and you get a set of numbers, 83 numbers in a row. And then you go over to the next county over and you roll the dice again and you get the same 83 numbers. That's pretty suspicious, isn't it? And then what if you do it in every county in that state and it's the same set of 83 numbers? Now you're really suspicious. And now you go to a new state and you roll the dice and it's a new set of 83 numbers, but it's the same set in every county in that state. What it's doing is it's showing you that the dice is being controlled at a state level, but it's made to be consistent in every county. And guess what? That's exactly what my algorithms proved were happening on a, um, across the country back in December um, after the election. And then after Mike Lindell um, discovered me and featured me in his his movies, Scientific Proof and Absolute Interference. Suddenly, I'm I'm traveling around the country, meeting groups around the country. Plus, now I have all the electronic information. And boy, is that huge news that just came out on Sunday. You want me to talk about that a little bit, or you want me to talk more? Well, about first, my yeah. Stuff? Well, I want to get back into the algorithm, stay on the algorithms for a moment, because that's one area that the left is coming at you, right? They've taken you down from YouTube. You're you're being deplatformed. They're trying to, they're freaked out by just the algorithms alone because of the example that you you just gave with the dice. Yes. For, we we just re- recently heard from Bill Barr, who actually had the gall to say that on December that he had actually reviewed all the evidence and that there was no there there. 
The algorithm alone, which you discovered, is evidence. It's statistically impossible. Yet your detractors are saying, well, you know what? You just are failing to oversee. It's, uh, they said the patterns are not unexpected or unusual to, to elections or human behavior in general. Um, that it that it's just a reflection of different age groups. Um, that's absurd. That's insane. You cannot have the well, same outcome that, in, 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 across those, multiple counties. Those words only work if you're not looking at the graphs, which is one of the reasons why it's so important that, you know, for example, when they invited me to the president to be the speaker before the president at the Wellington, Ohio rally, they actually let me bring my computer up there. And I'm, you know, in the big jumbotrons, I have my graphs showing everybody there's 20,000 people plus. And when you actually see the graphs and you realize the detail that I'm reproducing, it's not just like some general hump. This is like wiggly lines that exactly line up with each other, 83 numbers at a time that I'm predicting without even knowing who's registered. How can that possibly be? And if you tell me who's registered, for example, if I download the state databases, then I can nail it even tighter. It's like ridiculous. And and the graphs are compelling. It was fun when I was speaking to the crowds in Wellington. It's like the whole crowd got quiet. You would think on a Saturday afternoon, 90 degree weather, 20, 90 degree weather 20 um, you know 20,000 plus people out there that it would be really difficult to teach mathematics on a Saturday afternoon but the whole crowd just like it was silent and they were like glued to the screens it was amazing and then when I would show stuff you could hear the whoa and the oohs and I mean people were it was like it was such a great experience I think when people actually see the data then those objections that you were just raising people go wait a minute that's that's not even close to a good objection. And, but that's just the start of it, you know. Well, yeah. Um, to, to wow a crowd like that, you know, of, of course, when people see it, when they see that evidence, when they see it with their own eyes, it's incredibly yeah. compelling. And that's why yeah. they had to take you down off of YouTube. They don't want the American people to see the truth out there. That's right. And I, that's why I'm so grateful that um, that Lindell is trying to build the new platform, Frank Speech. And it had a bumpy start. And I understand that you're also starting a platform, which is great. I think we need lots of true patriot platforms out there. We need to stop patronizing, mm-hmm. you know, the Suckabuck and, and all those guys. As I, and I'm, I'm uh, quoting uh, <laughs> Mr. Lindell there. Uh, but he, he, we need to stop patronizing those sites. We need to start having our own out let's where we can speak the truth and and i think we, and then conservatives around the country true patriots will begin to know the truth but it's sure is hard to get it out right now because every platform you go out on i mean i had about one hundred fifty thousand reach on uh, facebook when they took that down and another i was getting 40 50 000 views on my youtube videos before they took that down um now i've got you know some platforms out there i've got a telegram and a yab and you know those things but i think all that stuff is short-lived really i think you know, we need some serious platforms. Well, we also need the mainstream media to be picking this up. I mean, this is, we're supposed to be the United States of America, Dr. Frank. This is like no code. This is like Castro's Cuba kind of stuff. This is like the USSR. And I'm incredibly, I didn't have an opportunity to get into this in my speech today. But one of the reasons why we're here for the Third Continental Congress is we don't have a Republican Party that that gives a a, a rat's hiney that our elections were stolen. In fact, I think the Republican Party is happy being in the minority. Then they they can campaign against the Democrats without having to actually fulfill any 
their campaign promises because, quite frankly, it's a uniparty system out there. They're happy. I, I actually think they're probably all um, behind the scenes negotiating. Okay, we'll let you win this district here, or we'll let you win this district over there. And we need the cat to be out of the bag here. We need every American to understand that our country cannot exist unless we get our elections clean. Correct. And you are dead on. You are dead on. And you're especially right about the rhinos. Our our Republicans are our biggest enemies right now. They are not. um, You know, that was my first stinging lesson last year was learning that our legislatures are not stepping up. To, to rescue us. And then our law system is stepping up to rescue us. You know who's going to rescue us? We the people are going to rescue us. And we are who we're waiting for. It has to be us. We have to, remi- we have to be reminded that the Constitution was set up from the very beginning, not as a, a, a dictatorship or not as an, an organization that manages us. It was always set up from the beginning that we were the government. You, me, us. We were the government, and we hire a few people to take care of the details for us, but we're the government. And over decades, we've just kind of become lazy, and we've just assumed other people are going to take care of it. And if you learned anything last year during the COVID stuff, if you learned anything at all, you learned that it's a huge error to give the government any power whatsoever. You give them any power, it's like you've got to rest it out of their dead hands. They're just never going to give up their power. Well, guess no. what we're doing with our elections? We are right. giving them the power. We are putting the machines in their hands, the databases in their hands. We are giving them the power, and they are wielding it. Absolutely. And, and lying to us at, at, the, at the same time, you know, every contested state had a Republican controlled legislature and they could have done something about it. Whether we're talking about the machines, which we're going to we're going to take a break in a moment, and bring back in Dr. Frank sure. to talk about the machines and what's going on with that. Um, but, you know, everybody, so many Republican Republicans and conservatives and Trump supporters are waiting for these for this Arizona audit and the Georgia audit. All that is, is a money making scheme for these people pretending that they're actually doing some kind of data and analysis, isn't it? Well, I, I have to admit, I'm not, I'm not as optimistic as a lot of people are about that. What, what makes me optimistic is seeing teams of what I call super moms around the country rising up. I'm actually seeing the people catching on to the fact and rising up again. And I like to remind people that only 3% of the people fought the Revolutionary War. We can get 3% of our public now. And it feels like we're getting there, that the people are waking up. Now on the audits, You know, I'm a data guy. I'm a scientist. I'm a physicist. I like the data to tell me what to do. So if you said to me, gee, Dr. Frank, is this election corrupted? I'd say, show me the data. Let's have a look. And then I would say, okay, the data are suggesting that this is the kind of audit we need. But that's not what I'm seeing in a lot of these audits across the country. In fact, especially the ones that are being run by the legislatures, they're just setting up a, a, you know, it's like a self-audit where you say, yeah, is my hair combed right today? Yep, it is. Okay, we passed the audit. (laughs) All right. I mean, it's just not a good audit, right? You need need an adversarial audit. You need to have somebody come in who's trying to find the problems. And, And you don't want somebody who's in it for the money. You want somebody who's in it because the data are guiding you down the way to do the audit, if that makes sense. You, you follow the data. 
And shouldn't you follow if if the argument against fraud and irregularities is, you know, it's not widespread or it's not enough to change the outcome of the elections. And if you're going to do an audit, shouldn't you focus it to see in an area that might um, show you whether or not the the in the most expeditious form, the area that might show you that could have overturned the outcome of an election? In other words, why bother to spend all your time auditing over here if you know that the only possibility is seven? 70 votes that could have been, but you, but this area over here is more rife to um, shenanigans and fraud. So let's focus our efforts here. Did I ask that right? Do you know uh, what I mean? I, I think I understand what you're saying. You're saying why audit everywhere? Why not just audit where you think there are problems? And 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 I accept that. I think that's a valid question. I, I would first just say every vote, every single vote is sacred. Mm-hmm. Right. Every person's yeah. vote is sacred. So I don't care where the fraud happens. People have died for us to have those votes, True. and we cannot just just cast them off. So anywhere where you suspect fraud is worthy of investigation. But I'll tell you, there's some surprises here. You know, when I first started out all this work, I was learning. I'm in a physicist. I'm, you know, I haven't studied ballots and elections to this degree, you know, earlier in my career, just in, in the last year. So what I've learned, though, is a lot of times where the fraud is is not where you expect for oh. example people will tell me they'll say oh gee dr frank why are you working in you know in that county that's a super conservative county we should be over here in this democrat county over here and i said no imagine it this way so say you're a democrat and your husband's a, a republican well if you both both vote what happens you cancel each other's vote huh well guess where you need to cheat the most where there are the most conservative votes ah and yeah. most people don't even think about that. And honestly, I started out not thinking that either. But when I started getting into the numbers and it was and the numbers were telling me where to go and look, it was invariably taking me to the most conservative counties um, over and over again. And sure enough, there's when you then look at the electronic data and you look at the other stuff, that's exactly what's going on. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't massive con- corruption in the, the liberal counties or the Democratic counties as well. There definitely is. And there, it's just it tends to be a different kind. But, you know, there's more than one way to skin the cat and they're skinning it. You know, there's a, we call it death by a thousand cuts. There's a lot of ways to cheat in every way they can. They are. Well, we're going to take a break. You guys stay with us. We're going to continue with with, uh, Dr. Frank on the other side, getting into the machines. And also, somebody came up to me yesterday, a friend of Dr. Frank's, and said, you know what the 10th, 11th, and 12th are all about? Well, Dr. Frank's going to answer that question as well. So y'all stay tuned and come on back. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Here's another quote that I wanted to share with you guys. You know, I had to give my speech today about First Amendment rights because, you know, that's what I do. I've been using my mouth and my tongue since I was since I was a child. I used to argue with my Uncle Jake, Colonel in the Army, about politics. 
<laughs> Y'all know the story. All the other adults in the family would be like, Jake, why are you arguing with a child? He was like, because she's making good points, right? Um, here's a quote that I had to share today. In those wretched countries where a man cannot call his tongue his own, he can scarce call anything else his own. Whoever would overthrow the liberty of a nation must begin by subduing the freeness of speech, a thing terrible to public traders, Benjamin Franklin. And so um, that's why they've had to go after people like Dr. Frank and silence him. That's why they've had to do deplatform. They've had to loomer pretty much everybody. That's why we're now patriot extremists with the weaponized FBI and DOJ coming after us. I told y'all four years ago, don't ignore this Michael Flynn story because I'm telling you down the road, we're going to all be Michael Flynn. I was right four years ago and I'm right now. And what is the most important way in which we exercise, in which we use our tongues? It's at the ballot box, isn't it? And that's why nothing matters until our elections matter. So I'm grateful to have this patriot stay over the break with me, Dr. Frank. And let's continue our discussion, Dr. Frank. Tell us what's going on with these machines and the data up to date. Well, that's a great question. So when I um, had come up with all my algorithms at first, you know, it's basically just me sitting in a basement with a computer and a bunch of data. That's one thing. Uh, and then once I got introduced to, to Mike Lindell and I started being exposed to the other side, all the electronic evidence that corresponds to that. Now, what you need to understand is that years before the election, if you were following Trump's tweets, he was saying things like this election is going to be stolen and they're, they're rigging it. And he was he was telling everybody that he knew that it was going to be tried to be stolen and it was going to be rigged. Right. He knew this. He was saying it. Well, people were listening. And so during the election in November, people use a program. It's called a sniffer. What a sniffer does is it's a program that monitors Internet traffic and it grabs it sniffs. It grabs little packets of information as they're going in and out. And we captured as a country, all these patriots, 34 terabytes of electronic communication that was being done with the machines during the election. And before, during, and after, actually. And, and people, people say, well, wait a minute. The machines aren't supposed to be connected to the Internet. They're right. By federal law, they're not supposed to be connected during the election. But guess what? They are. And whenever I talk to, like, Board of Elections people, they're like, oh, no, Dr. Frank, we're really careful. We maintain an air gap between the machine and, and the Internet during the election. And when they say that, I like try not to, like, be insulting. But I'll like I'll take out my phone and I'll say, you mean like the air gap with your phone? (laughs) The Internet can't can't connect to the Internet, you know, to your phone. And sure enough, I mean, if you look, for example, in Michigan, in the inter-Michigan case, DePerno entered into evidence. They took the covers off the machines and there's the cell phone card. It's labeled right on it. 3G, 4G. I mean, the machines don't need to have a connection, a hard connection to be connected to the Internet. They, they're perfectly wireless and hot spots and everything. And, you know, we have beautiful examples from Georgia. You know, after the Georgia uh, November election, somebody caught the machines connecting through the Wi-Fi hotspots in the thermostats on the walls. It was proven wow. in court. So the, so the judge ordered that the buildings be scrubbed for the runoff election and you know and they went through with all the frequency analyzers and everything to trap to make sure that the buildings were clean for the runoff then like a day or two before the election the poll workers all said yeah but how are we going to talk to our managers and whatnot during the election so they issued them 
these dumb phones. It's like the old flip phones, you know, the ones that don't connect to the Internet. They only dial. So they issued all these phones. Well, we got one of them. And we opened up the back, and there it is. There's a hotspot. They were modified. They weren't the original. Wow. It was deliberate, and we did a whole movie on that. And that's a whole segment in that movie, Absolute Interference, on that. But here's where it's so sweet. So there's this guy. He works for a major telecom company, and he's setting up 5G because that's what he does for a living. He's setting up 5G all around Georgia. And he notices, hey, wait a minute. What's all this new activity I'm picking up over here around the polling places? So he goes down to Micro Center and buys a bunch of Raspberry Pis. It's like a, a computer the size of your phone. And he installs recorders in a whole bunch of precincts all around his area. And he recorded the runoff election. And you could even <gasps> see the traffic. You could even see all the, the machines talking and flipping and, cha and changing votes and everything. That's what that movie Absolute Interference talks about, that evidence. So, in other words, these machines, people say that they're not connected. Oh, believe me, they are connected. Now, I was giving a talk in the state of Washington about six weeks ago. And I was at the end of the talk, I was taking questions from the audience. You know, when I first described these results and I show people all the data and the graphs there, they're like, you know, people are dumbfounded. They, it's hard to believe that this has been happening. But once they see the evidence, they can't. It's like they can't deny it. So they're full of questions, of course, because it's like changing their whole way of thinking, their whole paradigm. So this one guy holds up his hand. He says, well, you know what, Dr. Frank, that first movie that Mr. Lindell put out the, called Absolute Proof, he says at the end of that movie, there's like 15 minutes where he shows all these computer incursions coming into the U.S. from other countries, especially China. He says, and in that, there's like this log, and it's showing these pictures of logs. He says, so you know what I did? I froze framed that. And I looked at those logs, and some of them were from my precinct, my county. So I wrote down the numbers, and I went down to my board of elections, and I said, hey, what about these? They were right. These actually were the right connections. And I looked at the guy, and I said, what do you think? They made these up? I mean, this is, like <laughs> right. 34 this is like 34 terabytes of recordings from the November election. So now, here's the big news you said you, you, we're going to announce. So on Sunday... Mr. Lindell announced that he's going to be releasing all 34 terabytes of these. They're called packet captures. They're, you know, the little sniffer that monitors the, elect, uh, the Internet traffic that takes these little sniffs. It captures the packets of information and saves them. Well, he's going to be releasing them to the whole world. He's reserved a thousand hotel rooms in South Dakota, Sioux Falls, South Dakota, for August 10th and 11th and 12th. And he's inviting politicians. He's inviting cyber experts. He's inviting a board of elections people from all around the country to come and watch this process and to see, especially cyber experts from around the world, because it's a lot of work to do mm -hmm. all the translation and interpretation of these PCAPs, they're called. So that's all going to be happening. 10th and 11th, 12th. Now, imagine this. If one guy in one meeting that I'm speaking to in the state of Washington in one county says, hey, I'm going to go check those IP addresses. Can you imagine when 3,000 counties across the country IP addresses for their machines are revealed to the public. Can you imagine when the, all the people are knocking on the doors of their precincts saying, hey, what about this? And by the way, yeah. this attack here it was successful. And this attack... They didn't even need to hack in. They had the passwords. How did that happen? In other words, all these revelations are going to happen all at once across the country. Now that, and that's just part of the effort. 
<laughs> well, it's staggering. It's absolutely staggering because I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, I love the idea of patriots swarming 3,000 precincts uh, <laughs> uh, around the country. But yes. w- 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 wouldn't it be easier for the, the Supreme Court to see this evidence and go, you know, um, uh, maybe we need to. I don't know if that's really the remedy. Where do we, what do we do? Our elections were stolen, Dr. Frank. You guys have the evidence. You're going to present it at a hotel on the 10th, 11th, and 12th. Uh, The first person who needs to show up maybe should be Bill Barr um, so that, (laughs) you know, he's no longer AG, but he can at least stop looking like a fool. But where do we go from here with this? Uh, You know, uh, is there a simpler way to... um, if the election was stolen from Trump, what's the redress, whether it's done at the precinct level with 3,000, you know, people swarming 3,000 yeah. locations or something else? What do we do? That's two questions, and they're both excellent. So the first one is my first stinging lesson last year was that the legislatures are not interested in fixing this. My second stinging lesson this year has been that our legal system is not interested in fixing this. And so the real lesson that I learned this year is that politicians do not start parades. They join them. Yes. So we have to start the parade. And that's what we've been doing around the country, starting the parade. So let's say that these 3000 people that have gone to their precincts around the country and I've been going around the country, building teams of people all around the country. I'm uh, 25 states now where those people are pounding the pavement, finding the phantom voters that the mathematics predicts and we find them. Now, what are we doing? We're building basically a huge crowd of people. We're building a parade that the legislators will have to join. And by the way, they are in several states because the Mm -hmm. momentum is picking up. So that's that's the answer to your first question, I think. But yes, those people are then all going to this is Lindell's dream and it's his plan. Imagine all those people all at once coming to the Supreme Court and saying, here are all the phantom voters. Here are all the hacks into our elections. We know the election was fraudulent. Fraud vitiates all subsequent wrong decisions, according to the Constitution and according to legal precedent. We are telling you, you have to vitiate this election. You have to we have to do a do over. And yeah. actually, there, there, the Constitution actually has the 12th Amendment that deals with that, which is. Um, if either candidate doesn't have sufficient votes, uh, sufficient uh, electoral college votes, that it automatically goes to a, a, a delegation from every state, which is determined by the majority in every state. And if you do, it's going to be uh, Trump won 37 states uh, by popular majority. So it would be 37 to 14 because the president of the Senate gets one vote. So it'd be 37 to 14. And according to the Constitution, the Supreme Court should vitiate that election and reinstate the president. Well, let's, well, um, first things first. (laughs) I mean, my head is spinning. My mind is blown. And it was such a blessing for me to be here with these patriots at the Third Continental Congress. You are a highlight for me, uh, hopefully, even above Mr. Allen Keyes today. You're such a patriot, such a brilliant man. I think the Lord put you in your position for a reason. He knew who to pick for this time and place. And I love what you're doing. Thank you so much for being here. I know you've got some, so YouTube took you down, but you still have a Facebook account where you've got some videos of um, your data. And of your charts and your graphs. I want you to tell everybody where they can go to see that. Okay. Yeah, my personal Facebook page is still there. 
but you know, you thought like you can join it because they limit you to 5,000. Well, I've been right. at 5,000 for over a year already, but you can right. follow it because I've been making my posts public, but you know, and I know that those days are probably numbered. So, right. you know, maybe finding me on Facebook is probably not a good idea. You can, you're welcome to follow, but I do have account, uh, follow the data with Dr. Frank on telegram and on gab and on me, we uh, totaling about 30,000 people, something like that. And, and now I'm especially cool because one of my super moms started posting my stuff on TikTok. So you can find me there too. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, with Dr. Yeah. <laughs> now my, my, my two sons now think I'm cool because I'm on TikTok. But uh, that's best, those are the best places to kind of find my current stuff. But to really to watch the movies and to find out what's really going on, you should go to Frank's Speech or LindellTV.com. And LindellTV.com is where those four movies are. Um, absolute Proof, Scientific Proof, uh, Absolute Interference, and then Absolutely 9-0. So that's where to really kind of catch up. If you don't know what's going on, those are good places to go. Well, Dr. Frank, it's been a it's been a great time meeting you and hanging out with you. And I know that that you have so many fans out there like myself because I saw them swarm you in a restaurant tonight. So God bless you. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> I'll let you go. And I look forward to chatting with you again real soon. Take good care. Such a pleasure meeting you. Thank you. Thanks, honey. All right. Y'all stay tuned. Got more to talk about on the other side of the break. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay. Spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea Kay. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. I'm only out of town for three days and there's a new variant that comes out while I'm gone. Did you hear about this one, Skins? The new variant, the Lambda Oh, my goodness. No, I didn't. What, what, what can it like walk and talk at the same time, too? I don't know. It started with Delta. Now it's Lambda. I mean, these are literally names of fraternities. You get that, right? Delta, Lambda Chi, Delta Nu. Well, I mean, you like know what? I mean, before I mean, the I, variants even came out, Andrea, we had some information from doctors. and We said this was going to happen. It was going to happen. And now it's happening. Yeah. I mean, it's almost as though they're they're punking us, right? Picking names that are at, straight out of fraternity row because that's how absurd it is. It's like Animal House. Now, this is so stupid. Um, but, you know, to wrap up, we started the show by talking about the reason why we had the Third Continental Congress, the tyranny that's going on in this country. And we talked about Jen Psaki talking about the brown shirt door-to-door campaign to push people to get jabs on the same day in which we learned that a 13-year-old Michigan boy died in his sleep after getting his second dose of the jab. And again, where is that on the mainstream media? 13 years old. He had no underlying conditions. Kids don't get it and they don't give it. I'm getting angry at the parent skins for doing this to their kids. The, the adults getting it is one thing and you're able to make that choice. But if you push that on your kid, especially with the data out there, it's it's pretty infuriating. Yeah, um, it's it's ridiculous. Um, something else I got to mention last week. It was a big story that Kirstie Alley. She was uh, I think I might have I given her, her my year of the week. Yeah, she said that that the left is trying to normalize to the point of pushing pedophilia. And then we find out today that Amazon is selling Toys that look like children for men to have sex with. Amazon. Let that sink in, people. Anyway, we'll see y'all tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you, Skins. Thank you, Dr. Frank. Peace out.